0: Welcome back to January 2018's installment of A Cup of Joel with your host Meg Tilton. Today we will talk about being in the world, but not of the world. Welcome back to the podcast, Joel. We're so happy to have you here on another Fast Sunday where we're all starving.
1: Yes, we are all glad to be back. Do we have any like viewer mail? Have we gotten any feedback from these excellent, excellent broadcasts
0: we're doing? We have gotten no feedback.
1: Ah, None. we're just satisfying everyone and their content. <laughs> I like that.
0: I know. I, yeah, we have not, but I have heard. From many a people that they listen to this podcast specifically. They don't listen to my other podcasts. Yeah. They listen to this one. I will um, say his first name only. Darren.
1: (laughs) Don't know the guy. Sounds like a bum.
0: (laughs) He listens, but he has not written an email. Okay. The guy doesn't have a... You know, he's not busy or anything with a job, so.
1: I uh, talked to a guy once who had run for office and lost, and uh, he had said, if everybody who said they voted for me had voted for me, I would have won in a landslide. Right. So, Darren's of the world, we know you're not (laughs) listening. Why am I even saying this? You're not even listening to me saying you're not listening. (laughs) All right, I'm caught in a loop.
0: There's a couple other guys too. Actually, I get quite a few at church saying, "Oh, I listen to your podcast." So I'm like, "Great, that's awesome." So they're just hitting on you. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty pretty secure in that fact. So
1: five kids worth of throw up and barf and stuff all over your Sunday outfit.
0: Yeah. It's not a yeah. Man, a tractor. Yeah, plus an added forty pounds. We're good.
1: Oh. <laughs> But you still receive spiritual experiences.
0: That's right. I do. Because
1: you keep the word of wisdom.
0: That's right. (laughs) To some extent. After I ate McDonald's last night, right?
1: (laughs) Tis the season.
0: Okay. So we're talking about the world today. I'm excited. You
1: we are. We are. I actually went back and listened to a couple of our earlier podcasts uh-huh. I'm interested in how I sound over the radio, and I sound really horrible. This is not my voice. <laughs> um, you sound great, though. Holy cow, you sound just like yourself.
0: Really? And, you sound like yourself, too.
1: Oh, that uh, insults galore. Um, <laughs> and uh, in one of those earlier podcasts, we had mentioned, in talking about something, being in the world and not of the world. Uh huh. And That's a cliche. I mean, it's a good friend, like cliche. I mean, heaven's the Savior actually address that very topic of all times in the Garden of Gethsemane. I mean, it was that important to him at that opportunity to use that precious real estate time he had, that horrible, horrible experience he did for us to actually petition his father in heaven, help my people, my followers, my disciples be in the world and not of the world.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And you know through the years we as latter-day saints continue to quote that quite often, so I thought it might not be a bad idea, Meg, for me to kind of get into that phrase. And what does that mean to mm-hmm. be in the world and not of the world? I put together a few thoughts. Let me throw some of those to you. Okay. And you can throw them back to me and we'll see where this conversation takes us. Okay. Um, first thing that jumps out at me as I study that phrase is the word world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's used twice. And interestingly, it has two different meanings. Mm -hmm. Same word, same phrase, but it's meant two different meanings. Mm -hmm. When we read the scriptures, we read about the world, I find usually one of three definitions are in play. Sometimes the word world means our physical planet, the rocks, the water, the dirt. When we read God created the world in six days, Mm -hmm. it's this definition. They're referring to our physical planet. Sometimes the phrase, the world, means the human family, all of God's children. Mm -hmm. When we read, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, or go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, the world is referring to the human family. Mm -hmm. For instance, for God so loved the human family that he gave his only begotten son, Mm -hmm. Or go ye to all of God's children and preach the gospel to every one of them. Mm -hmm. Now we see, yeah, that's what that phrase, those phrases mean.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: lastly, sometimes the phrase the world refers to ethics and morals and ideas and groups and philosophies that lead us away from God. When Jesus says, I have overcome the world, this is what he's referring to.
0: Mm -hmm. When Jesus
1: says to remain unspotted from the world, he's referring to ideas and ethics and morals and groups and philosophies that lead us away from God. We should avoid anything that leads us away from God. That's that third definition of the world. So when we say, hey, Latter-day Saints or all of God's disciples be in the world or not of the world is these last two definitions of the word world in play. So mm-hmm. another another way of rephrasing that phrase is to say, be in among the human family, but not of the ethics and morals and ideas and groups and philosophies that they may espouse that will lead you away from God. Does
0: that mm-hmm. make sense? Totally. I love this. I love this conversation because I think that this definition needs to be defined more clearly as you are doing so.
1: Yes. So let's take the first half of that. Mm -hmm. Be in the world or be among the human family. The concern of the Savior was never over His disciples being in the world and mixing and mingling with their fellow man, who oftentimes think and believe differently than we do. In fact the Savior was quite clear and gave some very strong words when he told his disciples that he expected them to be in and among all of his fellow children. He gave three classic examples. He compared his disciples to a light. A light has to be seen by one and all. Mm -hmm. It can't just be hidden. He said that you can't hide yourself under a bushel. Want you to be out there and to be seen. Mm-hmm. Then he went further. He compared his salt, his disciples to salt. Be ye the salt of the earth.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: also said, "Hey, I want you to be like leaven or yeast
0: mm-hmm. that
1: helps you know bread rise. Salt and yeast cannot do their jobs when they're sitting in jars away from other ingredients.
0: Mm-hmm. For
1: salt and to be effective." They have to be completely and thoroughly mixed in and among other foods and other ingredients. I love this analogy.
0: Yes. In the human family.
1: Yes. And, and why? Well, again, let's carry Jesus' analogy one step further. What does salt do? Well, salt brings out the best in other foods.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What else does salt do? It's a preservative. It keeps food from going bad.
0: Mm -hmm. Well,
1: what are His disciples supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Bring out the best in the human family and keep others from going bad? I mean, holy cow, Jesus! (laughs) Yes, you're right! You're right! You're right! (laughs) Same with with yeast. What does yeast do? Mm -hmm. It it turns ingredients into something bigger than themselves, Mm -hmm. something useful. Mm -hmm. Again, that's what the gospel of Jesus Christ can do for Anyone who embraces it, it makes us bigger than who we are. It magnifies who we can be. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that you or I might live or work in a location where our LDS worldview is challenged is not necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. God may have placed you there so you can have a positive impact on those who do not yet know Jesus. Or at least they can learn more about Jesus' culture and teachings so someone else can influence them later or so that we can influence them later. Mm -hmm. So, summarizing this first part of our discussion, Jesus never had a concern about His disciples mixing and mingling with others who think or believe differently. In fact, Mm -hmm. He is quite strongly commanding us to do so.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
1: again, as Latter-day Saints, most of our friends are Latter-day Saints, most of my social life is Latter-day Saints, uh, mm-hmm. Not always. But a lot of my babysitters were Latter Day Saints. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna knock that. Mm-hmm. But I think we would be poorly served to show up on Judgment Day to say to the Savior, "Yeah, I was a light, and I was yeast, and I was salt, and I spent my whole time on Earth with fellow yeast and fellow salt and fellow light." All right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We Good. beat that horse enough. <laughs> there, I offended all of our horse listeners. You offended all of our chocolate eaters. Uh, we'll move on in a previous episode. The concern, rather than mixing and mingling, that was never the Savior's concern. In fact, as I said, he commanded us to mix and mingle. His concern, however, and it's a concern that's repeatedly expressed by his living apostles today, is that we, Christ's disciples, sometimes will abandon Christ's teachings And embrace worldly teachings. That was his concern.
0: Mm -hmm. He gave
1: some strong, strong warnings and parables to help us avoid that happening. The parable of the ten virgins, the parable of the prodigal son, the parable of the wedding feast, other parables are all there to remind disciples what happens to them, what happens to us if we lose our way. Mm -hmm. What did it say say happens to salt that loses its Mm savor? We all know the answer to that one. It's cast out, it's trodden down, and it is good for nothing. Mm -hmm. We must avoid allowing that to happen to us. It's one thing to be located in an unfriendly environment, but it's completely another thing to draw from that environment as our source for information or our source or example for behavior, because that's what we're commanded to avoid. Mm -hmm. Don't be of the world. Mm -hmm. Jesus understood this tension we would experience as Christians living in hostile ideological environments. Uh, All the authors of the New Testament, and especially the Book of Mormon, and certainly all of our living apostles in our generation, Mm -hmm. encourage us continually to uh, be in the world around us, to be careful to live and think and believe in a way that God that pleases God and not pleases the culture. Mm -hmm. It could be a fine line, but but that's what we're commanded to do. And that's what Jesus, I think, means when he says, be in the world, but not of the world.
0: Yes. Okay, I love it. It's so good. All of it. Yeah. I think so. Amen. Yeah. That's all I have to say almost. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just think it's such a good, but I do have some follow-up questions for you.
1: Oh, absolutely. Let's flesh this one out a little bit.
0: Okay. So, I think this is really interesting because I was talking to a friend just the other day who is a Christian and she has great children. But her oldest, I was talking, I hadn't talked to her in a while, and she was telling me that her oldest had gone to high school and when he got there, he found that his friends were making they're not LDS, they're just Christian. So he found Your that his good friends. So he found that yes. um, his friends were not making choices that he had values differently than theirs, and so he came home and he said to his parents, "He's just like I just am not strong enough to make the right choices. I don't think I can go to the school anymore." So they got him into a Christian private high school. So my question is, when do we know? when to pull ourselves out of the world and when to remain in the world and if we're strong enough to not be deceived by right. the world's teachings.
1: Wow. Wow, what a story.
0: Yeah.
1: What an incredible story you just conveyed. I have got to tip my hat to the maturity of this high school student mm-hmm. to make such a, wow, drastic lifestyle change, to change schools mm-hmm. in high school. Mm-hmm. You know how hard that is? Mm-hmm. You ever moved a teenager? You're not there yet. Hopefully you never will. Oh my goodness, Grace, maybe you were moved as a teenager. And you remember, mm-hmm. that is not easy to uproot yourself from all your friends. Of course, in this case, they may say, I had no friends. Right. Um, wow. Well, several thoughts come to mind on, on that great story you just shared, Meg. One is this teenager at a very young age is embracing a very difficult um, bit of counsel that the Savior gave at a different time, mm-hmm. unrelated to what we've been talking about, where he said, you know, if your eye offend thee, pluck it out. Mm-hmm. If your arm or hand offend thee, you know, cut it off. I don't have my scriptures right in front of me, so I'm not quoting word for word. But you know the scripture, we all heard this reference. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, know, you know, let the dead bury the dead. You know, those are harsh words from the Savior if you take them literally. And you're like, well, Jesus never was saying, poke out your eye mm-hmm. or cut off your hand or sever your relationship with your your dad or your mom. But you know what? He was. He was saying, do all those things if those things take you away from God. Because mm-hmm. your relationship with God trumps every other relationship there is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I have a problem with pornography, do I poke out my eyes? Well, no, no, but yes, yes, <laughs> it's better to die blind and with God, one with God, than to die with 20-20 vision and not one with God. You mm-hmm. can stop me because you say, Joel, you're, you're getting too far out there in Wackoville, and I'm, I'm okay, but, mm-hmm. but th- what Jesus was saying is you embrace God first and foremost, Let the dead bury the, you know, turn your back on everything that takes you away from God.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's what this high school friend did. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, to answer your question, how can we remain unspotted from the world, given that as yeast, we have to completely mix and immerse ourselves there
0: yeah because wait Um, I have a follow-up to that question that kind of comes into this before you answer because he's fortunate enough one I do really commend him for being able to see that he could not uh, withstand that temptation that he wanted to make sure he was in an environment where he could make good choices but he's also fortunate enough to be able to have a family that can afford for him to go to a different school so there's many children, many teenagers who are going to go to high school and be around a lot of not right. great stuff who can't, their families can't afford to send them to right. a different location. So what do yes. you do then?
1: You know, I can only fall back on all the, the, the basics that Russell Ballard talks about when he says, stay in the good ship, Zion. We all have the gift of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. S- listen, stay worthy of that and listen for promptings. How do you stay worthy? Go to church every Sunday and don't skip and go to all three hours and don't hang out in the hallways during Sunday school. Mm -hmm. Kids go to seminary five days a week. Start your school day with an hour of that Mm -hmm. uh, before you go to that school environment. Go to mutual as hard as that can be, as your circumstances allow. I realize we have jobs and such. Read those scriptures privately. Say those prayers. Mm -hmm. Above all else. Do those things. That's the, that's, I thought about this question, Megan, that's the best I can come up with. Mm-hmm. Just do those things mm-hmm. and pray to heavenly father every day. What's the, in the Lord's prayer, lead me not to temptation. Well, the Lord will never lead you, but keep me from temptation. Heavenly father, Because mm-hmm. so I'm going to go back out there as good yeast does and good salt does and try to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm going to come home beaten and scratched and bruised help me along the way.
0: Mhm.
1: Pollyanna yeah. there? You trite?
0: <laughs> no. I
1: don't know what else to say.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that that's why the church particularly has put so many things into practice. You know, I think that seminary, I've heard somebody say that if they if their child had not had seminary in the morning, high school would have been unbearable for them. I yes. hear that. Yeah. And so I think that You know, it is early and we all will, I'm not in that stage yet, but I'm close to it. And I'm sure I'll be like, oh, I got to get up early and go to seminary and take her. But it is like putting on the armor of God every morning. Like I'm going to protect myself. And, you know, and I think too, I think as long as you're trying, God knows your efforts. Yes. And he's going to bless you for those efforts. And he
1: won't abandon his children. You're right.
0: And I think, too, I think uh, one thing that I think we need to clarify, too, is that being in the world and not of the world is not going to be easy. (laughs) Right? Right. So you have to be willing to experience some discomfort, to um, have to make hard choices, and to sometimes uh, deal with the consequences of making those hard choices when they're not always pleasant.
1: Yes, the Savior knew how hard it was. Hence, him praying for that in the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was so important to him. Help my people to be in the world and not keep them from the world. I think those was his exact words as John transcribed them. Mm-hmm. Difficult indeed. I love, I forgot the phrase and you brought it back up. I love it. Put on the whole armor of God, not part of the armor of God, mm-hmm. the whole armor of God. And that is done holistically through all of the above prayers and scriptures and attendance Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: not don't just pray but then don't go to sacrament meeting and expect to be unspotted from the world
0: right yeah great great Great. (laughs) that's a deep one (laughs) but i think that that will be really important for when for people who are listening who have children that are either in this stage of life and find themselves in that situation or who are going to have children in that stage and even themselves i mean it doesn't just apply to school right i mean we all go to jobs and we yeah um have friends outside of the church and in our circle of influence and people that we mingle with and we can always uh strive to always be in the world but not of it but it's not always yes easy. so hardest
1: thing in the world you bet yeah.
0: okay So my next question. So there is much good in the world, and many people of other faiths and backgrounds study and learn valuable things about human behavior, science, and philosophy. How can we be sure that what we are learning in the world is always good and in line with the doctrine when perhaps doctrine on all subjects has not been spelled out?
1: You know, one of the uh, many Achilles heels we Latter-day Saints have is uh, this I, sometimes I feel we, fe- we feel we have a monopoly on good,
0: mm-hmm. and we
1: have the monopoly on revelation. You know, and what did Moroni say? I think mean, it was Mormon who said it through Moroni. You know, if it's not anything good, leads you to Christ. As long as it's not bad, mm-hmm. it leads you to the Savior. Good music, good art, walking down the road. Anything that's good can leave you. you just, Jesus, you know, just look for it? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't need to be. There's no. What's this? Danger, stranger, danger. Right. We embrace that sometimes too much. <laughs> right. Culturally, it's right. like no. There's a lot of good out there. Right. And yeah, we can justify anything that's good. You know, my wife has really taken a turn on profanity. She stopped swearing, Meg. I've been waiting oh, years I'm for Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, Christy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she, she, she won't watch a movie now with swearing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: We got VidAngel. There's a plug for you. Get us a sponsor with those people. Um, <laughs> you know, to take out all swearing. And sometimes my own kids are like, oh, it's just Star Wars. It's not bad at all. Right. But she's to the point where, no, one swear word offends my spirit.
0: Uh-huh
1: off that tangent just like my mom belts with crazy cousin Floyd see all these <laughs> podcasts they all relate together <laughs> it's it's there's good everywhere so you direct your answer to your question two prong I guess one is hey there's a lot of good out there in all religions you know embrace mm-hmm. it and how do you how do you know how do you really 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 know well how do you know anything about fine art whether it's good or bad the mm-hmm. holy ghost mm-hmm. the holy ghost mm-hmm you know, we justify everything. Classic mm-hmm. example is keeping the Sabbath day holy. Mm-hmm. You line me up a hundred Mormons. I'll give you a hundred definitions of keeping the Sabbath day holy. Mm-hmm. Everything from we stay indoors and we don't step one foot outside for any reason. Mm-hmm. We're Sabbath day holy to the other end of, yeah, I'm going to the lake with my family. It's family time. It's the Sabbath day. It's a day with family. Mm-hmm. See at the beat and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Well, Let's all die, and the Holy Ghost will say, "Nope, no, 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 yes, 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 yes. you right. weren't listening to me, you were listening to yourself. It was right. never thy will be done, it was always my will be done. I justify this, right both dreams, probably good and both, wrong and both anyway holy <laughs> ghost meg I I, I I we have the gift of the Holy Ghost, use him,
0: right, yeah, and I think that that's true, and I think that. Everything is not always spelled out, I don't think, because I think God's like, uh, hello, I gave you a brain. I'd like yes. you to use it. Faith. Yes. <laughs> you know, faith. And you might not always feel the Holy Ghost, like, should I really do this? Should I really not do this? But you can kind of look at something and goes, is it within, is it in line with the things I already know? Right. With what I know. Yes. And if it yes. is, then proceed forward until told Correct. otherwise.
1: <laughs> yeah. My sort of I've told my kids that you know the, dealing with the Holy Ghost one of three ways. If you feel a yes, it's a yes. And if you feel a no, it's a no. And if you feel nothing and it's truly nothing, mm-hmm. then God is saying to you, I don't care. You know, or not I don't care. Either <laughs> any decision is fine it right. mattereth not you're not right. going to make a wrong decision in your eternal progression so go for it
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: you still may stumble and fall but that's not what i got it concerned about
0: right i'm concerned
1: about your eternal welfare and it's not at stake whether you buy the buick or the ford right um so and i know when i'm justifying i know that watching that game on sunday I I know when it's okay because I'm with my non-member dad and it's the only way I can have a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Or, no, Joel, you're just watching it because you want to watch the game and you're justifying your dad's relationship. Where I can't lie in my heart and only Joel knows where the truth is, I know know the drill. Don't you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's important that we all need to have a lot of self-introspection about our relationship with God and where we want to go and what he wants to do and with us and yeah awesome
1: yeah yeah
0: okay so um prophets in the scriptures have always seemed very bold in their declaration against the world and the world's incorrect beliefs i feel that to be that bold today is somewhat looked down upon not only by the world but also within the church do you think this is wrong? Do we need to become more bold once again in our declaration of the wrongs we see in the world around us as members of the church?
1: Do you have an example of um, some boldness that's looked down upon in the church?
0: Um, now you're putting me on the spot, Joel. Well, let me
1: give you one. I'm, yeah, I'm, checking, I'm trying to... Cause, Yeah. Let's 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 go hot and heavy. Um, the recent clarification out of Salt Lake on same sex and same sex adoption, all that kind of thing.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: That set a lot of people off. Yep. Um, is that an example of what you're talking about?
0: Um, yes, it could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just anything where you're like, "Well, I don't drink alcohol," and alcohol is not good for you like if we were to say that people would be like you're (laughs) i can't talk to you i can't relate to you i can't you kind of abandon yourself but then at the same time like we know that those things are wrong like i just did a post the other day on facebook where i went to starbucks and got a pumpkin steamer but i have this moral dilemma because then i'm carrying around a starbucks cup right
1: right right (laughs) avoid and I, the appearance of evil
0: right and some people <laughs> were saying we're responding like it's not evil but i'm like i, I know it's not evil like in the sense of like satanic yeah. and things like that but yeah. we are if i were drinking coffee i would be committing a sin right so right. in and of that that is evil Right. And a lot of people are like, I wouldn't worry about what other people think of you, and I'm not so worried about how I would react if somebody thought I was drinking coffee. I'm yeah. more worried about how they would react, and they'd be like, I right. thought she was Mormon, and I thought they didn't drink coffee, and
1: yes,
0: she's not being, you know. And so, do we go that extreme? Like, if we're with a friend and we say, like, they, they go to Starbucks, and you're like, I'm sorry, I can't go there because I don't drink coffee. Like, is that? Do we go oh, that extreme? Because I, I go to restaurants ya. where they serve alcohol.
1: yeah, Yes. That's a great question, Meg. And boy, we could talk for 10 hours. I'm <laughs> glad we have no viewer mail on this one. Because <laughs> we get every opinion in the world. And you know what? I don't care for their opinions. I don't care what you think about this, people.
0: Now you're going to get it all, Joel.
1: Yes. I have been in many a non-LDS wedding toast with photography. Drinking water Uh that nobody had a problem with. Because our culture has evolved where I say, oh, I don't drink. No
0: problem. Right. But
1: I make sure that water is in a non-alcohol looking glass. Uh Because I've had others say, well, here, just hold the wine glass with water in it. So the photo looks not awkward. Uh Because it's the bridal, you know, it's the groom and the bride, blah, blah, blah. And I just say to myself, and I say to them, no, I can't do that. And they'll come out and say, because I don't know who's going to see this picture in the next 50 years and reflect on, on me and my beliefs. Right. So I'm happy not to be in the picture, but I, I won't. I just won't hold a wine glass. I always find a way to say that, and I've never once found great offense right. in those conversations. But yes, 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 and yes. Yes. Um, I'll let you know what, how short, for those who don't wear uh, religious clothing that Larry Saints are prone to wear, You know how short can those shorts go, especially on girls? Mm-hmm. That it's not bad or bad. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's why I always fall back to, we don't live the law of Moses, kids. I wish I could come up and tell you exactly how to behave in every situation. Let the Holy Spirit guide. He will teach you what is true. We mm-hmm. sing it in primary. Believe it. Mm-hmm. There's your cop. There's my cop out, Meg. I can't right. give you a great for that. All I can say is, let the Holy Spirit guide people. He'll teach you what is true, and right. it may not be the same. And that's the kicker. Mm-hmm. It may not be the same. He may tell Abraham go slay your son. But he may not say that to you or me. So we're not going to judge Abraham for leaving town with his son and a knife. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to judge you for walking out of Starbucks. With a coffee that clearly says "cup" this clearly says Starbucks on it. Mm-hmm. We're not going to judge me for wearing Abercrombie and Fitch sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, let the Holy Spirit guide. And Jesus said, "Stop judging." Right. Maybe half of our these problems would go away if we would just stop judging each other. Mm-hmm. So you see the bishop walk out of a pizza joint on Sunday mm-hmm. after church. Well, there may be a thousand one reasons he was in a pizza joint. And one of them may be, I was hungry, and yeah, I bought myself a pizza on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Well, shame, shame, shame on you. He maybe he went by to visit a worker who was inactive. And that was, the worker said, come visit me at Pizza Hut on Sunday, and I will talk to you. Let the Holy Spirit guide and stop judging because the Holy Spirit didn't tell you why your bishop is walking out of a Pizza Hut on a Sunday. Pizza Hut, another sponsorship, man, go for it. (laughs)
0: I love it. I think that that is so perfect because the work that I'm doing in my coaching, what it really comes down to why I love the the how i uh the model that we use and what I use in my coaching is it wasn't developed by a woman who is l d s but um the basis and the concept, and I think it has drawn so many l d s women because it is so gospel centered because it's really about like Taking care of yourself and worrying about yourself and not worrying, not casting that judgment on other people and letting yeah. them act the way that they want to, giving them that free agency that we all fought for, you know, yes. to come here and just learning to love them. Like that's our only job. Our only job really in this life is to love other people.
1: The second hardest commandment, podcast yes. number three, everybody. Yeah. You're exactly yeah. right, Megan Tilton. Yeah. You're exactly right.
0: So, but it is hard because with the Starbucks coffee cup, you know, that I knew had a pumpkin steamer in it, like I'm not drinking coffee. Right. But I just don't want to maybe pers- give that perception to somebody else who might not know better, who's like, oh, Mormons do drink coffee. <laughs> maybe I'll yeah. check it out now. Maybe that would be- <laughs> Maybe that might be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And then we yes, we're like, sorry,
1: yes. no. Yes, yes. <laughs> no. I'm not
0: saying that that's right. Okay, Um. last question. Where do you foresee the church as a whole proceeding forward in the next 10 years by being in the world but not of the world?
1: There has been more emphasis on the first part of that phrase, Uukdorf. I shouldn't call him Uukdorf over this podcast. <laughs> oh. Elder Uukdorf, President Uukdorf, President Uukdorf, and other level <laughs> folks have been saying, "Get out there, people! There are refugees. There's flooding. Look around you. Get out and do something more than dream of your mansions above." Um. Mm-hmm. I see the the push is not to circle the wagons and everybody hightail it to Salt Lake Valley and and uh, put up your tents. I say it I see it as 10 years from now even greater emphasis. What have you done what good have you done in the world today?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I see more of that, not less of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree. And I yep. think it's because the I think it's because there are so many great resources within the church to stay out of the world while you're in it. And so many yeah. great things to be able to share. I love loved the Light the World campaign that they did, and yes. I loved how they had that kiosk where you could go buy a goat. Like I was yes. like that is so cool, and it was totally a very spiritual thing, a very service-oriented thing that was very worldly in the sense of I'm going to a kiosk yes. to buy a to buy a goat that looked like Redbox, right? It looked right, just right. Like right, 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 yeah. And I just think that they're so creative in how they do that and how they, you know, they're not oblivious to what we're all doing in our lives right. and what we're exposed to. And um, I think the the soundest piece of reassurance for me is that God knows everything. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows all of the things that the world's going to expose his saints to. And so he's going to put all of these things in place that if we choose to participate in them, that we can be part of the world as well as not partaking of the world.
1: Yes. Yes. High tech, high touch, you know, balance in all things. Mm -hmm. Salt Lake is emphasizing greater be in the world, so they're supplying us with even greater be of the world aids or armor of god mm-hmm. as you noted as mm-hmm. you noted yeah and i like that light of the world um let me take you on a quick tangent on that
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, i saw on some facebook posts yeah, a few good Latter-day saints sort of lamenting the guilt they were feeling by not participating in that because they were just too busy this year mm-hmm. you know and again People listen to our podcast. We've solved all your problems for you. Mm-hmm. Don't feel guilty. It's, it's a resource. Mm-hmm. If you do three of the 25, great. If you do not, and no different than, I don't think, than what we talked about before, Megan, write in your journal. That's a resource. But if you don't, you don't have to go confess. Mm-hmm. Go to the temple more often. But if mm-hmm. you don't, you don't have to go confess. Mm-hmm. There's a thousand resources, and not everyone is meant for everybody. Mm-hmm. Let the whole Holy Spirit guide what you can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, an old ward of mine did one of those adopt a road mm-hmm. campaigns. You familiar mm-hmm. with that? We yeah. adopt a road, got mm-hmm. a mile to pick up the litter. Yeah. Um, and we had war members like, "Oh, I can't do the, one more thing." And I was in the bishopric at the time, and I'm like, "There's 200 members of our ward." We can't absorb 200 people coming out every quarter to pick up litter. This is only meant for a dozen people. Mm -hmm. You want some alone time with your teenager? Are you having some hard times with your teenager and need some alone time? This is an excuse. Put on a vest. The two of you go down the road and pick up some litter. Mm -hmm. You want to give your kid 20 minutes worth of service? Mm -hmm. Come to this activity is only meant for about a dozen of you. Mm-hmm. It's not meant for everyone, but it's for everyone who, if they need it, come to it. No one's excluded, mm-hmm. but we're not expecting you to be included. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. Same with what you were just saying, that light mm-hmm. of the world. That's a great program. Include yourself as you see fit. But don't be telling me you're feeling guilty mm-hmm. that you couldn't do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Listen to Jesus.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, our family didn't really participate in it, but- I feel like we have been blessing other people around us. I mean, we're having neighbors over tonight for dinner before Christmas. We're recording this before Christmas. And I'm like, I'm doing, you know, I, I yeah. and I think too, you have to look at the stage of life that you're in. Like, I feel like we, we do a lot with young children, but there's some things yes. that I say, no, we just can't do that right now. But as they right. get older, we'll probably be able to do more things and maybe less things depending on what it is and once my children are gone greg and i will have gobs of time right
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes there's a time and purpose for everything under heaven a season yeah. for everything Is that great rock and roll song right it's also in the old testament but the great yeah. rock and roll song reminds yeah us.
0: and i think you you really have to balance that and and that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. So,
1: Well, all of this, this whole big conversation we've had collectively comes back into our point. Be in the world. You're looking for a New Year's resolution, dear listener? Be in the world. Mm-hmm. Find a way to worm your way into the world, into your neighborhood, your PTA. Get involved. Mm-hmm. And Make sure you put on the armor of God so you can stay clean. And yeah. if you don't stay clean, yay for the atonement. We can repent. Be yeah. in the world. Don't avoid the world to avoid being unspotted. Wrong choice.
0: Right. And yeah, and I think that that's great because I think a lot of us sometimes get scared. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to make the wrong choices if I'm in the world. But, no. And there are so many good people oh, yeah. out there. Maybe you will. Maybe you will. Yeah.
1: Well, You make your heart, you stumble while keeping a commandment of God. The atonement will help you overcome that. Keep the commandments of God, all of them. (laughs) Keep going there.
0: Yeah. Great. Great discussion. Thank you, Joel. Did you happen to pick one for our next month?
1: Well, funny you should ask. (laughs) I thought we will do a movie review. We haven't done any movie reviews in these podcasts, all
0: right. By the
1: time we do a movie review.
0: Yes, you are a lover of movies, as I am, so that will be yes. good. So, how are we going to do that? Are you going to pick a couple, and I'm going to pick a couple?
1: No, I actually have the movie in mind that uh-huh. we will review.
0: Oh, really? What is it? Yes. Are you going to tell us now, or are we gonna-
1: I, No, no, no. I will tell it now, so our listeners can watch this movie okay. over the Christmas break. Okay. And, or no, he won't hear this till New Year's. Right. Listen, watch this movie over Martin Luther King Holiday. <laughs> And then we'll talk about it. Okay. That movie is Life of Pi.
0: Life of Pi. I've seen that movie, but it's been a while. It's a We're little traumatizing for me, so I'm going to have to watch it again. That's uh-huh. good.
1: Very good. Don't read the book. Okay. I started the book, got about a third of the way through it, put it down. I could not finish that book. But the movie was great.
0: Okay. Let's review
1: Life of Pi. All
0: (laughs) right. This is exciting. I never even thought we'd do like a movie review. Yeah. And
1: after we have that podcast, Meg, you may not do a movie review again.
0: (laughs) I doubt it. I doubt it. I thought you were going to make it be the, uh, the man called Uwe.
1: Oh, that was a good one too. What I cannot review at this time is Star Wars because apparently I'm the only one left in the United States of America who has not seen... The Last Jedi. Either so have don't I. Say so till Meg and I go see that movie.
0: <laughs> yes. mom's well, the word. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes. We're we're going to hopefully see it in soon. So all right. Well, thanks so much, Joel. I'm so glad that you're so willing to do this. It's always a pleasure to talk with you and have you impart your endless wisdom to me and my listeners. So thank you. Oh my you. goodness.
1: You're most welcome. Thank you very much.
0: You have a great day.
1: Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
0: I want to thank Joel once again for being so willing to impart his wisdom to each of us each Fast Sunday or beginning Sunday of every month. Uh, I just love being able to chat with him and being able to hear what he has to say and the wisdom that he has to impart. And if you listen from the very beginning, I'm sure you notice that he would love to hear from you. We would both love to hear from you as our listeners, um, be able to get any feedback that, um, you have for us and be able to hopefully make this podcast better so we can only really do that if we know what you want and what you want to hear about so please don't be shy please feel free to email me at meg meg at the8cowlife.com and i'm talking to you darren all right we will see you next month on the next episode of a cup of joel and i hope you all watch uh, the life of pie And that is a very interesting discussion that I'm sure we will each enjoy. So until next month, we'll see you then friends. Bye-bye.